Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, and tonight we're looking, we're doing a little bit more of a introspective, a, a look back, think of this as a episode 100X, kind of like a, a side story, as it were, in in a uh, in an RPG. But it's just going to be a look back, and maybe a look forward, and just kind of a reflection on the past 100 episodes, and... 100 plus episodes if you count the kind of the, the side quests and the syllabus episodes but i had to bring on my wingman my assistant for this to look back um who's been with me and supporting me from the get-go mr uh alex o'neill hi alex how you how you doing dude my friend i'm i'm doing good i'm here i'm excited i can a congratulations scott on 100 episodes uh people don't understand how how difficult that is uh but also like you know you when you brought up the the idea for this show it was always going to be like a guest heavy show and that's like doing podcasting on hard mode in my experience (laughs) uh and the fact that you've you know done this for three years and 100 episodes and had all these really awesome people you know i'm very proud of this show i i think you should be too i it's amazing and it's become like your brand in a way you've, yeah. you've built yourself up out of this show and I, I love it i think it's it's a really special show too so well I, happy I, to be here i appreciate it and honestly you've been with me and rooting me on i couldn't have done it without you and the other ip folks in my corner and of course as always this is an irrational passions podcast um but yeah so i just want to kind of let's just kind of look back and talk about it and think about the rpgs and things we've been playing these past three years i mean it feels it's hard for me it's hard to believe that this started like six months before the world went to shit like with the pandemic it feels longer than that yeah and like to think like right there at that five month point you know yeah we did the panel for this at pax east yeah uh and and that was like Irrational Patch's first panels, both of our mm-hmm. first panels. Um and it was such a great time. Uh I had just gotten <laughs> just engaged. Every... I got engaged yeah, a yeah. week before and then I we did the panel and then we came back and like nine days later everything closed down. <laughs> yep. Uh for year <laughs> for a full year and now everything is like in limbo forever, it feels yeah. like. Uh, and then you got married as well. Like that yeah, all happened. It, it, along, a, along I bought a house. You got a cat. You, you moved because mm-hmm. you were living at your old place when we first started this, yeah. right? Yeah, I was living uh, with like three people. Now I'm just living with one. I have a cat now. <clears throat> Big ups. Yeah, Big I'm ups. trying to think. Had George joined Pop yet? Not yet. No. So yeah, that, that is like wild. <laughs> 
It's been a it's been a busy couple Quinn, of years. Quinn yeah. hadn't started college yet, or no, he he had he was doing like community, I think, and then while we were doing this, he went off to to a university and then got his bachelor's, and mm-hmm. it was his big boy job. Mm-hmm. And Mike's rocking it with all the video things. Like what? What an evolution in how much has happened. Like even though the world shut down, how much has happened? with with the folks here at ip in those three years since yeah. the show started yeah it's been busy i like you know it's one of those things where when everything went to hell a lot of our content like changed and then mike you know started having us do viewpoints and that became that's like our primary form of content now uh outside of like reviews and and streams and whatnot mm-hmm. uh and it's been like it's been cool. I feel like we've like changed and shifted into something a lot more in our comfort zone, where we all have our pillars that we we do and we kind of collaborate within those. And I I like what we do and all the stuff that we do at this point for sure. Yeah, and it's like looking back as always. Some other games you may have been playing three years ago. Uh, Sekiro mm-hmm. came out that year. Yes. Control. Shout out. Shout out to Control. Yes. Resident yes. Evil 2 Remake. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Pokemon Sword and Shield. We're on the cusp of a brand new generation at this point of Pokemon. Borderlands 3. Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts 3 released. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 14 Shadowbringers. Uh, Link's Awakening DX on Switch. You had Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Katana Zero. You had Astral Chain came out, Borderlands 3, Disco Elysium, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Apex Legends, The Outer Worlds, Baba Is You, so many games, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Untitled Goose Game. It's just like, all these games feel like so much longer ago than three years to me. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. Uh, Yeah, I, I think that we're in that like time hole where the past two years have felt like half of a decade, you know? Yeah. It's it's wild to me. And just RPGs we've played, and, like, you and Mike have gotten crazy into Destiny 2. Like, that's, like, mm-hmm. your big thing, and you have your own uh, kind of show you guys put together and do Helm to Tower. or That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Helm to Tower. We have like I think there's there's a video of that that should hopefully be out soon of us ranking all the strikes in Destiny as well. But yeah, that was like 2020 when Beyond Light came out. I think that's when things like really got mm-hmm. hardcore for Destiny with us. And then obviously Witch Queen came out earlier this year. Um, Code Vein, Code Vein was also 2019. I remember you and I ooh. talking about that. And yeah, uh, we did like a video a of that, stream. I think. Yeah, we did yeah. like a multiplayer stream kind of discussion of it. People um, really like Code Vein, I have found. I'm not super into it, but people really like Code Vein. Yeah, it's a uh, it was interesting. Yeah. It's in the, it's in that weird tier of like anime dark anime meets dark souls. There's there's quite a few of those mm-hmm. now, I feel. Uh, oh. Anthem, Anthem released in 2019. Wow. In Anthem February. was born and died within the span of this podcast. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I'm just 
I, I can't believe Anthem was 2019. That's actually pretty hard to swallow. <laughs> Legends Holy of Here Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel Decisive Edition. So the initial PS4 re-release, a remaster of the first Cold Steel game, that released in March of 2019. Wow. So that was and that was one of the first games I did my primers on. Yeah. Or it was one of my primers up on the site. Um, and really, that's where, in my review, and that's where kind of my obsession and love of this series started was was this. And yeah, that was a few and months I, before. I would play it two years later. Yeah. And it would feel like 600 years later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all That would mean all the Cold Steel games came out in the span of this, this show. <clears throat> yeah, uh, the, the first Decisive Edition released... Um, four no so august so about five months before the show started mm-hmm. um and then and a, yeah after that four was like that was tw- that must have been 2020 that was last year that was 2021 yeah 2021 right that's what i thought okay because um zero is this year azure and reverie or next year. Or next year. And maybe also uh, Nayuta, the kind of side story, thing, the action RPG. I think all three of those are next year. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I don't think we talked about it with the trail says year. That's like, what, March next year, right? Uh, I think that's like January. It might be January. It got a release date, being my point here, and it, uh, it's very soon. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's... um. But yeah, it, it's wild, and I mean, also in that time, you did your guesting on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was last year as well. Yeah, you you did the the co-host with with Greg Miller. Mr. Um, Greg Miller, <clears throat> yes, that was so fun. My claim to fame is still, show. I still have saved when uh, he had Imran, I think, was the guest on the episode where he read a snippet of my... Kingdoms of Amalur re-reckoning review live. Hell yeah. That's that was awesome. That's the closest I've gotten. Uh Greg Miller also loves that game. Makes sense. Yeah. Solid game. Best way to play it. It's not it's the easiest way to play it. I don't know if I think that was the line. It's it's not necessarily the best way to play it, but it's the easiest way to play it. It's or the best version of the game but it's the easiest way to play it something along those lines but yeah it's sure yeah it's it's been wild um you've platinum like four souls games and sekiro or something (laughs) in that time yeah i did sekiro i did elden ring just the the sekiro platform platinum is like definitely the one of the grindiest ones dark souls 3 is probably the worst one but uh you have to like level up so many extra times in Sekiro, and you have to beat it on New Game Plus at least once uh, um, to beat all the bosses. Wow! And you've replayed Kingdom Hearts. How many times do you think you've replayed Kingdom Hearts and Persona Five in the time that this show's been around? Ooh, Persona Five probably five times. Um. And because I've played Persona, I played Persona Five again, the original, somewhere in there before Royal came out to get the mm-hmm. platinum, and then I've played Persona Five Royal like three or 
three times, I think. Have you started um, it on like Xbox or Switch or I, anything I, yet? No, I have. I booted it up because I wanted to see uh, what that 60 FPS is like. Yeah. S- spoilers. It's good. <laughs> it's real I, good. I recommended it to my brother because um, he has an Xbox and he used to be more into RPGs, but he's like, yeah, I'm kind of looking for games to play. And uh, I was like, well, you should check out Persona. It's a really good RPG, really critically acclaimed and everything. And let me find what he said. I think it was just like, this game is fucking weird. Um, <laughs> yes. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> but you it, expected. But it's good. It's oh, good. excuse me. It's super weird. Okay, cool. Um, Slightly less explicit, but I get the, yes. the vibe. Um, uh, and we we also like Final Fantasy VII Remake came out in twenty. Yeah, it a game which that, is a huge deal, <laughs> super huge deal. And honestly, and I I think you and I have talked about this, Alex. Was it turned out far better than it had any right to? Yeah, it, it's like you were hoping that the people making it like got it. But they mm-hmm. like understood the parts of it that you didn't even know that you needed them to understand. Yeah. Like the characters were like so central to it. And it feels like so long since we've gotten a Final Fantasy game that like really focused on the characters. You know, I know you could probably make that argument for 15 in some way, but like then, you know, what's his, Gladiolus like goes off screen and comes back with a scar for like two hours, you know, like it's like, yeah, the, yeah. you don't get it. We get to see that in, in seven remake. And that's so important. And all the wild stuff that happened. And now we're who knows a year out. I still think it's going to be like winter 2024, like the January, February 2024. But we're close a lot closer to the next entry than I think we were expecting we're yeah. st- we're half a year or so out from final fantasy 16 which so far is looking pretty damn good yes and it's uh, and, and we, who and knows the cr- craziness and majesty that final fantasy 14 will continue to push out yeah potentially you're out from another major expansion of that game and we got crisis core reunion in yeah. december I'm going to be curious to see if we get any sort of tease or like secret ending or something that maybe teases or com- or kind of works in the potential changes that the next game is Rebirth, right? Seven mm-hmm. Rebirth. Seven uh, Rebirth. That that's teasing um with Yeah. Re- be I feel like they've got to they got to tease something with whatever the hell's going on with Zack, right? Like yeah. what's What's this kid's deal? Like, we're all excited about Zach, but I, I need context for what's going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it also could just end up being a Genesis thing. Yeah. And then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is all about Genesis. That's the secret. And the under group, whose name I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Deep Ground. Deep Ground, that's it. Go that's old it. Deep Ground. That was in... I mean, they were featured in the Yuffie story pretty yeah. pretty big i'm i'm is. hoping that like if deep ground comes back in the remake trilogy it would happen uh in the when you come back to midgar at some point in the story that'd be kind of cool have some extra boss fights or something yeah but then and then be done with it you know <laughs> <laughs> and then skirt that under the rug yeah just okay there you go there's your little uh your little tease 
Um, yeah. For the Dirge of Service remake, we'll never yeah, get. Yeah, the, for the lovers <laughs> of the Dirge. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Oh, yeah. Gotta, gotta sprinkle in it. Who knows? Maybe we'll get, like, a remake of Dirge that makes it... Good? Halfway decent. <laughs> um, I think making it good is is a big stretch. I guess, like, a big issue with that game was kind of the controls and everything. Yeah. It was before, like, Devil May Cry had, like, figured out that gun action combo combat. It was trying to do that. Um, but it was still, like, in the DMC2 era <laughs> of trying to figure it out. I mean, they um, now they have, like, the old combat director of devil may cry working yeah. at square so give me a dirge of cerberus with and stick him on it yeah i'd honestly, be intrigued that could be that could be good potentially I, and it's also just like the bad dialogue and some of the same problems that uh crisis score yeah. had. but me gungaga <laughs> oh i hope that line's in there i hope oh, that line for sure is... they haven't they haven't touched that script at all. That's the, it's all As, the same they re, They're redubbing it over, though, so the line might still be in there, but it might not be presented in such a meme-worthy fashion. It might not hit as good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it might not hit like that McDonald's Sprite it needs to hit like, you know? That's what the modern community is going to be for. Like, the moment it releases on PC, that, that, that'll that be, like, the first thing that gets modded back in is me, yes. Gungaga. Yep. And Have him say it every time he attacks. Oh, be fantastic! <laughs> I feel. I think I've seen a modded version of the game that is like that, and yeah, I'm just excited. I mean, remember this is a PSP game that wasn't even put on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, so few people have experienced the majesty that is Crisis Core. I, I'm just excited other people can play it. I'm now. excited to play it with dual analog sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and like actual four shoulder angles. buttons. Yeah. Real guarding and dodging potentially. Yeah, but what is this? I I'm still salty that they have the garbage roulette wheel thing. But I'll yeah. At least you can skip the cutscenes, and you can bank it. So you don't have to use it right away. That's good. Yeah. But... Thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah. But still, like, all right, let's base all of our most powerful moves on complete chance. That sounds. It wouldn't fine. bother me as much, like. If leveling up wasn't tied to it. Yeah. It's all it's all the roulette. What do they call it again? Something. I was going to do shape do memory that? alloy, but that's the key card from Metal Gear Solid. It's uh, <laughs> a good pull, though. <laughs> I, I don't know why that just instantly popped in my head when you mentioned that. But yeah, shape memory alloy. There you go. Got it. That's all what right, it shape is. Shape memory alloy. That's what it is now. Canonized. Zach just walks out. It's like, Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I mean, a lot of those mechs, especially the diggers or crawlers or whatever from uh, remake, kind of look Metal Geary. Yeah, they're like, you know, nuclear platform based yeah. mechanized warriors. I, 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 I get behind that. It's a fair assessment. I can see it. Uh, I think like to talk about RPGs as a whole in the last few years, especially, do you feel? question for you Mm -hmm. professor do you feel that like jrpgs are losing something in this like very widespread transition to action rpgs that we've been seeing even even the trails games 
are going into like the action stuff with the uh, the newest ones that we have not gotten yet. I I think they're coming to I I think that Japanese role-playing developers like your Square, like your Falcom, your Bandai Namco, and others, I think they have realized that there is a profitable profitable market for even turn-based games. And Mm. I look to Square and their huge push to their HD 2D stuff. I think they realize that there is that market, but there's also the market for your action games. I think those are the ones that bring in more people, but you still have your hardcore um, kind of diehard turn-based fans. And I think it's turn-based RPGs are in a better place now than they were when the show, when the show started. Sure. Okay. Um, what do you have any like specific turn-based RPGs from like the last couple of years that stand out to you? Um, it for me it's been the really big Persona Five. I think did wonders for revitalizing the turn-based genre. Yeah. I would also say things like Octopath Traveler, Bravely mm. Default Two. Yeah. Um, you even. The upcoming remake, HD2D remake of Dragon Quest 3. You had Dragon Quest 11 that did very well in all those remakes. You had the all the Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age, and all those also releasing on Switch and Xbox, introducing it to new audiences. And Xbox Game Pass featuring, for a good period of time, all the Final Fantasy games. Um, There's some really good indie JRPGs. Yes as well that like that I, I can't think of the name of it but the one that we both saw at pax west that's like very shin megami tensei inspired um that that she dreams I, elsewhere potentially she dreams elsewhere I'll, I'll see if i can look up the name but like i've seen a lot more indie like expressing themselves into that genre mm-hmm. even like outside, outside of stuff like just like undertale that is obviously <laughs> an homage or a love letter to, to kind of classic JRPGs Mm -hmm. like earthbound. Uh, like we're getting more and more indie stuff that is really getting into like those little JRPG minutiae of like companion characters and, and like a bunch of party or assembling the party and stuff like that, that I'm really excited about. I think the indie scene has been, uh, fantastic for the RPG scene, especially the, um, I mean, looking, I'm just thinking of the monster collection genre. I know we feature a bunch on mm. on the syllabus series. It felt like for a couple months there, there was a brand new monster collecting RPG every week. You had Koromon, that series, or Doromon. It was... It was Koromon's right, yeah. Koromon and, was um, one. You had disc Ten-ten. creatures. Ten-ten. You have... <clears throat> all these on top of you you're seeing a resurgence of digimon i mean the cyber sleuth games were fantastic those came out prior to the show starting but there's a lot of series or a lot of studios getting into to that aspect as well you're seeing a resurgence of monster rancher that's 
coming back. You have Kaiju Monster Rancher now. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> um, uh, I want to throw it out. Yeah. Demon School was the the indie game that I was thinking of. Okay. Um, if if you haven't heard of it, folks out there, go check out Demon School, especially if you like Shin Megami Tensei in particular. Um, yes, I remember walking by it at PAX. I didn't yeah. try it at PAX. I didn't play it either, I, but I saw it and I like, mm-hmm. I watched people play it for like 10 minutes and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get this one. Don't have to think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think like on on all fronts, we, we've seen some really great stuff because, you know, obviously talking about JRPGs being turn-based and classic and stuff, but the JRPGs that have been very successful at adapting action combat, like I think Final Fantasy VII Remake's combat system is, like, one of my favorites, even yeah. if it's imperfect. But it's just, like, how well that they... Like, all the fun ideas that they had in that combat to make it feel and look so good. Like, I'm so excited for that team to keep making the Final Fantasy VII Remake games and then, like, potentially that to meld over into Final Fantasy XVI and, and other games and projects. Like, I'm so excited for that, for sure. Now, I'm I'm curious... So I know we, you and I have talked both on the show a little bit and off that you aren't the biggest fan of turn-based. So in these past mm-hmm. few years, after playing so much Persona 5, playing through the Trails series... The Trails series, yeah. What is your opinion now of turn-based RPGs? It's funny. Like I feel like the Trails games in particular have brought me around a little bit more on it i think those games just do a very good job of like if you fail a fight you can just make Mm -hmm. it easier and try again and it doesn't make the whole game easier it's just like let's just get you through this fight and then you know see what you can do next time i think that's great i was like maybe mixed on that system at first but i i think it did really grow on me going through all four of those games (laughs) um the cold steel (laughs) games at least yeah um so yeah i like and and there's a lot of cool ideas in there the especially in cold steel three and four the Mm -hmm. the commands that you can give the team and like the cp points or whatever um i think that was like a really cool idea that made things way more dynamic for me Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously persona has always been in this interesting spot i think the reason i really like that is like the weakness system yeah um that is still pretty like unique to persona uh, of knocking down I would say of get... Shin, Mo- Shin Megami Tensei in general because okay, I mean yeah, the sure. other that's, like that's the main fair. main line also really incorporates rewarding taking advantage of uh, of weaknesses, weaknesses like with the press turn system and stuff like that I, I would say got it uh, but yeah getting getting more turns back and feeling like you're kind of advancing your uh, like the balance of your control over the fight I think is like maybe what makes that as a whole combat system mm-hmm. over for me. But but just like Persona 5 has perfected that with the whole baton pass and like, okay, mm-hmm. I got the guy that I can get. I'm going to baton pass to you and you're going to get stronger and you're going to get the guy that you can get and then so on and so forth down to the point where we get the, this very powerful attack if we can knock everybody down. I just, that's always been so good for me. <laughs> but like, <laughs> playing the trails games and stuff has gotten me more into it it's made me definitely more open to exploring some of the other big jrpgs that i know i've missed um like the xenoblade chronicles games for example Mm -hmm. i'm definitely have like that arm's length 
curiosity about those games because I tried the first one. This was a long time ago. It was like on yeah. Wii. Uh, and I just couldn't get into it. Um, just the combat and the menus and everything just totally turned me off. But now I feel like I have a little bit more experience. I'm more patient with, with games like that now too. Um, but having a high speed mode helps a lot. I'll say <laughs> this is true. That is probably one of the best uh, inclusions and kind of development in the JRPG, especially turn-based JRPG space in yeah. a very long time. Cause I like to grind. I, I like oh, yeah. to get my, my guys leveled up and, and everything, but I do, if, if we can make that process go faster, I'm all for it. I don't think that's, hurting the experience of the game i don't think i need to put 40 hours into grinding to really have the true experience of whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah i I think i'm in a point where i want to try more turn-based stuff i have my eyes on the xenoblade games um there's probably other stuff i've been thinking about trying but i couldn't name off the top of my head right now xenoblade 3 is the best like especially knowing you and kind of your growth and kind of evolution with turn-based things, I -hmm. think you would get drawn in a lot more to Xenoblade 3 than you would want. Like, even I was turned off for a long time of Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Uh, It took me having to review the Switch version to actually get me to play through it. I played Mm -hmm. through and really enjoyed Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but it took kind of that forced shove to get me past some of my issues and get to the parts where i really fell in love with the first game but xenoblade chronicles 3 i just loved from the get-go like it was really really excuse me good i thought the combat was much more approachable and less convoluted than especially the first games Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i think i think you would really like xenoblade chronicles 3 the story and characters are really good and you won't necessarily some of the nods might will go over your head but you'll still be able to appreciate a lot of what's going on and nothing really is spoilery like there is with um like if you were to play cold steel 3 before playing cold steel 1 as an example yeah I and I have also really enjoyed the Fire Emblem games. Thinking yeah. about it, um, I finally went back and played Fire Emblem Three Houses this past year. Uh, I don't I know. Still, if we I still need to finish that. that. I talked with. Yeah, I didn't end up loving it, um, but I liked it. You know, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, I, I I wish the the second half of that game was more different than the first half. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it ends pretty abruptly if you do the Edelgard route. <laughs> um, <laughs> It just kind of ends at some point. Um, but I am the, that did like reignite my excitement. I'm very excited for Fire Emblem Engage. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited because I it love... looks much more like a Fire Emblem game where. Yes. Three Houses, while I appreciated a lot what it did, I wasn't as big of a fan of the whole professor in a school setting social aspect. Yeah. That it had. Sure. And. And engaged looks really it, it cool, just, and it, it has Game Boy advanced like character spirits and stuff like that. Yes. Sold me, super yeah. sold me. I'm I'm here for it. Like I like the I appreciate what Fire Emblem Warriors and, and mm-hmm. the Warriors takes on those games are trying yeah. to do. I love 
you know, greatest hits. Let's get Marth in there. Sure, cool. I would still very much like to see that applied to a Fire Emblem game instead of a Warriors game. And that's yeah. why I think Engage is like, okay, cool. I'll have Marth and, and all that stuff on my team, and that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. That looks more like a straightforward Fire Emblem ass Fire Emblem game. And I'm here. I'm in for it. Let's do it. Still, let me run around the base with my my companions and talk to them. But then, like, let's just get to the action. I don't need to teach 30 kids how to be a horse rider. And bring back, you know, I want characters to have classes. All right? This was maybe a Mm -hmm. hot take. I didn't love that everybody could be anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take this out of context. (laughs) Um, In Fire Emblem Three Houses specifically, like, that no one had, like, it's strengths, but it's like you got it's like a secret on what you have to figure out of like what class to turn this into. No, mm-hmm. just make him a knight. I give him a badge. They level up to better knight. I'm fine with that. I'm happy with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to be customizable, at least maybe right. a couple characters. I can I can get behind that. I, I'm my favorite Fire Emblem games are still the game the the the, the two Game Boy Advance games we got i love those it's just i feel like they're just pure and i still love those sprite animations like the critical hit things yeah are just that's true that's fair so good i think just visually they stand up i love the character portraits it just oozes kind of that classic style um it's got like, GBA uh, game energy, you know? Yeah, it's I, like there's just something special about it. 100%. I loved Fates. I was not a huge fan of um, the the split ones. I can't even remember. Echoes was one, and then Shadow Echoes Dragon. Was the re- Those were the other- Echoes was the remake. Yeah, Shadow Dragon was the other remake. That was the remake Shadow Dragon on DS is garbage. I hate those models. Like, they... You have like little <laughs> stick figures it instantly turned me off i appreciate what it was i have two copies actually but i do not i'm not a fan of that game but no it fates was the one with um crom Fate, fates right? was no that, that's awakening awakening, awakening okay so i love awakening is very good i was not a fan of fates yeah fates has the the brotherhood and then conquest yes. and then the the third one and it's like, why do you got to make me play all these games? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Awakening is my favorite Fire Emblem. That game, it's like, I because I got really into that. I did all the extra stuff. Everybody had kids, unlocked all the characters, you know. Awakening Plus, is very like, high up there for me. Yeah, my main thing was, I, would, I always thought it was weird how the characters didn't have feet. Yes, the little peg legs. <laughs> And I and I understand so that weird. it's because when they were making it, they weren't sure what the tech specs were going to be or the limitations of the DS or the 3DS were going to be and if they could have feet. I know. I still think it's silly, and it's <laughs> probably just because I dig the sprite work more in the GBA games, and that's why they're yeah. above Awakening for me. Still absolutely love Awakening. Like, I... My, uh... Robin and Crom just single-handedly, like, together took oh, yeah. out the final boss. Like, I just, I love that I could just constantly, like, reset my um, my classes and just, like, over-grind. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, super cool. Donald 
becoming going from a farm boy to like an unstoppable killing mm-hmm. machine, like the Terminator on the battlefield is yeah. There's so much great stuff in Awakening that is like oh yeah. I I there's always or at least for the last couple of years I've I've kept hearing rumors that they might remake that game for Switch, and I would love that. Yeah, just put putting it out there, Nintendo. If you want to give all those characters feet and give them big budget, like big 3d sprites and models and everything and put it on switch i will spend 60 dollars on it yeah 100 percent. i'd be there but yeah fire emblem engage exciting and just kind of taking off from that fire emblem engage talk what a uh, had you told me at the beginning of 2022 that strategy rpgs were going to make just a righteous comeback this year i would not have believed you <laughs> Yeah. But it's like they're on every fucking corner right now. Yeah. Dio Field Chronicles, which you just you just finished recently, right? Yeah, I platinum Dio Field, there's Lost Eidolons, there's um I mean you had prod triangle strategy earlier this year. Breath of the, is it Breath of Fire that's getting the remake or is it uh Tactics Ogre? Tactics, Tactics Ogre. Ogre. That's, that's coming that's, out in a couple weeks from out. now. Um Yeah. You had a number of like smaller indie games and stuff, and it's just like they're everywhere. All of a sudden, it's just like boom! Here, have your fucking strategy RPGs. I'm like, okay, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we're about to, like three disguise games might come out next year if we're not careful at this point. You know? Yeah, that that that's a good point. We haven't had a disguise game this year unless there was a PC port. I'm just forgetting, but yeah, it's yeah. I- it's nutty. It's a resurgence. Yeah, it's a resurgence. It's I'd a, say it's it's, it's a, a good one to come back. Yeah, well deserved. And I feel like because indie games have been like holding the the tactics banner proud yeah. <laughs> for so long that finally other other tactics, big budget tactics games are, are mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, and we've also got you know a lot of a lot of RPGs coming out next year that <laughs> are very exciting. It will a very heavy, very heavy RPG year next year. Um, yeah. Maybe two Final you... Fantasies. You have like three Trails games. <laughs> That's true. Three Trails games. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. But yeah. You have so... Tales of Symphony remake. Well, port. Port um, again. <laughs> again. It's a whole other thing. Um, Starfield. Yeah. Bethesda's Starfield, first new, Persona new IP 3 portable, you know, new console ports of Persona 4. 4 Golden. You have the One Piece Odyssey. You have Engage. You have Forspoken. You have Octopath Traveler 2. You have Diablo like a Dra- 4. Diablo 4. You have Like a Dragon Ishin. You have Atelier Rise of 3. You have um, that Wulong Fallen Destiny one. Or a Dynasty game that's supposed to be pretty sweet. You have Zelda, which I still don't classify as an RPG, but I'll throw it on you for the Zelda folks. Uh, you have the System Shock remake. You have Baldur's Gate 3 coming out next year. You oh, have, God, that's right. You have Ayudin Chronicle 100 Heroes, that Kickstarter game. You have the Front Mission 2 and 3, re- three remakes coming out next year. You have... Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection coming out next year. You have like the Suikoden 1 and 2 HD remasters. You have Starfield, like you said. 
Yeah, mm. it's just so many RPGs. And then, like, uh, in the... Oh, in Final Fantasy Stars... 16. <laughs> yes, and fin- just in case you had forgotten. In case. That, that Sea, of, it, sea of Stars games from Sabotage, the, mm-hmm. the guys that made The Messenger, they're putting out that very Chrono Trigger-inspired JRPG that has the guy who did the Chrono Trigger soundtrack on it, you know, like... yeah. What a crazy I, I year just, next year is going to be. It's wild. It, wild. Yeah. And whether I, it's, you're going to play or not play Hogwarts Legacy, that's coming yes. up. Yes. The, the Harry Potter RPG that came five years too late. <laughs> five years is being um, very generous, Alex. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> five years is being very generous. <laughs> that's very generous. Uh... uh no, it's yeah, nutty. I, it's absolutely I nutty. I feel like there's like potential that like a Bioware, like I guess uh, what it would be, Dragon Age Four would probably be their next game that could potentially come out before the end of next year as well. Uh, I think we'll uh, get more static screenshots and uh, concept art. Yes, for sure. That's on the docket. It's in the in the press plan. Because, let's see, they announced, what was it, last week or the week before that they had just entered Alpha with Dragon Age Dreadwolf? So it's like, but they went from entering production in February or March to then saying the game's now in Alpha and playable from start to finish in like eight months. I was like, I don't believe that. Yeah, I I have a very hard time (laughs) believing that. And yeah, yeah that that game has an uphill battle. Yeah, one hundred percent. Very, uh, very. But uphill. just even thinking of like a year with like Final Fantasy sixteen and Diablo four in the same year is mm-hmm. just like a wild thought to have. And then that's like and a two new fire emblem. <laughs> yeah, and finally uh, getting uh, like a Dragon Ishin or Yakuza Ishin releasing over here. Yeah. Oh, and all that in Zelda. Which, yeah. If that wasn't enough for you, uh, I don't know how we're gonna survive next year in video games. It's good, and they're they're long games. They're such long. Yeah, games. there's a lot of long games. You know, it's like Starfield is not like a brisk ten hour trip. You know, it's that is that is a big game. I'm. How long do you think Final Fantasy 16 is gonna be? I feel um, like that's like a 60-hour game. I'm feeling between yeah. probably 40 to 50, I'm feeling. Sure. Yeah. I don't that, know, that like, right. if a... Because it looks very action-packed and tense. I don't know if an action... I can't think of another action RPG that seems to be this fast pace has gone on yeah. for, like, 60 hours. I, I, I yeah. guess... You, Tales? You say like, yeah, Tales of Arise is exactly what I was going to say, like, potentially. But this feels even more demanding than Tales. Yeah, it's just, they, you know, they they talk about how that game is, like, Clyde in his, like, teens, his 20s, and then his 30s. So I I know it'll take place over a long period of time, so whatever arcs that they have in there. But, yeah, it feels like it's not going to be too long. Like, I'm already looking at that game and thinking, like, this is going to be great. A because it doesn't overstay its welcome, and B because it like obviously looks and and plays great. It just it feels like it, it knows mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Yeah. And every time I see more of it, I'm just like more and more excited. 
Yeah. So, let's think. What would you like mm-hmm. to see? Where do you expect or think RPGs will be in another three years? In another hundred episodes? Where do you think they'll be? It's a good question. What do you think I is going to be the hot thing? I would love if like load time changing and as we kind of more finally transition into games just being on PS5 and Xbox Series X and stuff. Uh, it would be really cool if we see more creative transitions between combat and outside of combat for like turn-based stuff and, and whatnot. Like obviously some games already do the thing where it's just like, boom, combat's happening right here, like Chrono mm-hmm. Trigger style. Um, but I'd love to see more stuff like that where it's, there's still a lot of, you know, squeezing between tight hallways and stuff in, in RPGs. Uh, and I would love to see more of that moved out of the way for more freeform traversal like rpgs like it's still very hit or miss if they're gonna have like great level design mm-hmm. uh or if it's really just gonna be you kind of moving blocks and walking around in a small space so i'd love to see more freedom of like being able to get around differently just like climb up stuff or move around or, or progress non-linearly mm-hmm. um which you know as much as people love to dunk on honestly it feels like forespoken is trying to do some of that stuff with with all of its movement and I, think I hope exciting. it does well. I really do. Me too. I want that game to succeed. It looks cool, I think. Genuinely. I I, I really hope we get a strong eight. I that's that I think yes. is what I'm hoping for. Like if it hits a nine, yes. that is amazing and I love it. And 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 I hope it's there, but I feel like the best it can hope for is an eight. The best and that's is, is an eight. Somewhere in an yeah. eight. Yeah. And if it gets there, great. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Yes. A Jerry Green 6.5, if I may. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think just better traversal, better, you know, stuff that, that doesn't require. Better loading. ingredients, Papa John's. Right. Papa John's. Yeah. Better ingredients, Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> uh, that's that game. Um, uh, yeah, I, that, that kind of stuff. Just outside and, and transitioning, like, between combat and movement and stuff like that, I, I think still needs work, especially as JRPGs become more action mm-hmm. JRPGs and stuff like that. Uh, what about you? What are you thinking? Hmm. More status effects that will auto-kill you in Trails games? More, pro- <laughs> more hard-to-pronounce pronouns. Yes, please. Or proper nouns. Intelikea. Yeah. Ganoongagop. <laughs> oh god, there's so many. One of my personal favorites, which I, I I know it's probably like a real a thing in like Norse mythology. I I get that doesn't change. Oh, yeah. It's I think the strangest thing is still Ganoongagop from Ganoongagop. I want to say Tales of Graces. Oh. I think that was Graces. Yeah, that sounds like Graces. Graces had some of the most wild <laughs> names. Uh. Yeah, I I hope we get more revivals. Mm. I I with I don't know if they've released the sales figures for Live Alive or Live Alive or Live Alive, however you pronounce it. Yeah. I don't know if they've announced sales figures for that. Yeah, I don't think it ended up hitting like NPDs that month. But I know critically it did really well. 
and tracks are going to be on the theatrhythm. Theatrhythm. I I still can't pronounce that correctly. I always said um, theater rhythm. Just like said the two words. That's easy year. mode. <laughs> yeah, I, that's fair. I like to make my life dangerous or uh, difficult for myself. So theatrhythm, which mm-hmm. just really sounds like I have a lisp. But um, yeah, I'd love to see. I think one of my favorite um, developments has been the HD 2D yeah. graphic style. And God, I think I would love a Chrono Trigger HD 2D. I think Chrono Trigger would look good. I, I think that is the best method to remake 16-bit era games or 8-bit mm-hmm. era games. I don't like. I love Final Fantasy VI. I love Chrono Trigger, but I don't necessarily want a Final Fantasy VII remake style remake of yeah. either of those games. I don't. Sure. Part I would of... I would want to see what a six like if you had the right team, like what they would want to do. Like pitch me on it and and then you know go from there. But again, like that game I feel like, like you said, it is like it is revered as like the the top of the pixel JRPGs in a lot of ways, right? So it's it, I, it'd be weird the, to take that out of it. The expressions you get in kinda in all of the emotions that emanate from the character sprites in Final Fantasy 6 for example are such a big part of it and I would love to see all of them in kind of the more detailed version that you that the HD2D style games get yeah um, I thought the updated sprites for the pixel remasters looked great I think a lot of the things the pixel remasters series of games did was fantastic the soundtrack the sprite redesigns the backgrounds the only thing honestly i had issues with was the was the font but yeah i i I just like to see more of that i desperately desperately want a with live live out now give me a bahamut lagoon hd 2d release that's what i want with the resurgence of this game it it was another it was a strategy rpg from square released towards the end of the super nintendo life cycle never got released overseas uh but you move grid-based strategy rpg and you enter combat but then combat shifts to a more turn-based style where all your characters are side, like on one side and the enemies are on the other. And you summon dragons like Bahama and you it's also like a monster raising game where you raise and can involve your dragons to do different things and you pair them with your, your squads. Really, really cool. There's a, there's a number of really good fan translations for it. But that's the game I want brought back from Square's never never localized library yeah that's a good pull uh would you want to see like straight remakes of some of these games or would you want to see like revivals as in like a new entry in the series kind of like the valkyrie elysium and Aiden stuff that's happened recently i would love kind of i i would love both i would like a bit more money and um funding for 
sequels if they go that route like they did than they did mm-hmm. with Elysium. But I would be happy just for these games to make appearances again and bring back interest in them. I think, I mean, we're getting, we're finally getting Front Mission 1 and 2 localized in the West. The first Front Mission game we ever got was Front Mission 3. Eventually we would get the DS release of Front Mission 1. But we're finally getting Front Mission 2. Live a Live. We're getting all these games. So keep, keep it coming. And I hope it will. And I think they will. Yeah, I think there's definitely a better understanding of the fact that we are in very much a global market now especially for video games like people want games that were classics in one region or another from years ago they want them to be able to be accessed and just generally people want classic games to be accessible on modern platforms whether it be like steam Mm -hmm. or epic game store or you know ps5 xbox and, and switch um with obviously all three publishers having their own <laughs> ideas on how to approach it. True. Uh, but, and all of them being questionable uh, for the most part, except for maybe Xbox. I think Xbox has a, has a good strategy at this point, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, the, the whole switch online stuff. I want to see game boy advance games coming to switch online <laughs> service, you know, Please, yeah. There's so many. I don't get it. I don't get Nintendo. uh, So much of Nintendo's decision with their digital marketplace, I don't get. Considering they did a fairly good job with the Wii era, and then they're just like, "Fuck it." Yeah, it's like clearly, clearly a different person is in charge of that and doesn't care as much. But you know, then you look over at like Jim Ryan over at Sony. He's like, "I people don't like old games." (laughs) It's like, what are you talking about? God, I Final don't... Fantasy VII Remake is like one of the most best-reviewed games last year, and it's like, uh, whatever. You know, people just don't get it, I guess. I feel like, considering everything and their mother seems to be able to run emulators nowadays, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to just make a place like a PlayStation 1 emulator. Yeah. And put a bunch of ISOs on the store. They used yeah. to! They used to. They, they literally to. did this. They have all the files still. Yeah. I know you'd have to renew licensing on a lot of them, but like I think it's worth it. <laughs> Honestly. I do I think it's just money just waiting. Uh do the, the, the Wii U thing where it'll give you a discounted price if you own it on PS3 mm-hmm. or whatever, or make us rebuy it or whatever. People do it. I've, um I've rebought like every time a Final Fantasy game gets re released, I buy it because I'm weak willed. <laughs> at least at least I'm, I, I admit it I'm weak willed I get um, it it's like anytime there's like a Kingdom Hearts version or whatever that comes out I'll buy like two copies of it or whatever exactly I get it uh, in the next three years we might have a new Kingdom Hearts game a new era of Kingdom Hearts games I know Star Wars might be in the Kingdom Hearts universe yeah there could be ATSTs walk around there could be a Keyblade lightsaber what people have always wanted. Some people, not me. Yeah. I'm not on that list. But <laughs> I, I'd still, I'd still play it. Oh yeah, we're still gonna play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care if Spider-Man shows up. I'm not gonna be happy about it, but I don't care. I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> Whatever. Let's hang out with Spider. Sora plus Spider-Man is a combo mm-hmm. that I would, I would really much like to see. Yeah, I got my my Sora and Elsa hanging out dreams. So I'm sure. What Marvel? 
character would you want the keyblade keyblade to be themed after? Mm. I mean, it's going to be Iron Man. I think we know that now for sure. I probably would want. It's probably a few I would want. Man, like a Doctor Strange keyblade? Are you kidding me? With like a spell circle as like the the hook at the end of it that would be sick i would love to see donald dressed up as a sort like the sorcerer supreme like that's what oh he looks God. like when he goes there it's yes. sorcerer supreme donald the little cloak around his neck have a little me? goatee <laughs> yes now if that doesn't happen like goofy with captain america's shield are you oh yeah it writes itself it does Ugh. <laughs> Oh man! All right, now they they probably do have to do it just for for Goofy to have Cap's shield. Like I I or, or Donald with a goatee, honestly. Goatee, Donald, uh, make it happen. Yeah, I think like an Iron Man Keyblade would be fine, but if you did like like the spell circles around like a sorcerer Keyblade, that'd be cool. I'd be really into that. That would be sweet. So I'm curious now, Alex. Mm-hmm. From a critical eye, as someone who mm-hmm. has produced many a podcast, many a yeah. thing, what would you like to see change or update or improve about RPGU? Mm. What would you improve about it? Put on my, my editorial boss glasses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I Obviously, you've got it figured out, so, so take my words with a grain of salt. I think... <sighs> more variance to guess, obviously. And I think that's probably something that you want to do, too. Mm-hmm. It's just timing. Time. Guests are so hard, uh, especially nowadays. It's, like, both much easier because everyone has a work-from-home situation or, like, a microphone around, and then also so much harder because everyone's doing a thousand things because Truth. they have to. Um, so, yeah, more variance in guests, you know, more more diversity, always, always, always just... You know, not that there isn't enough, but I just like there can always be more type deal. Hundred uh, percent. And yeah, I, I'd love to see. You know, maybe I've just been watching a lot of kind of funny content. I'd love to see like some RPG based quiz show type ideas that could be mm-hmm. fun. Get get returning guests. Maybe like a variance in because you've gone from biweekly to weekly. Uh, maybe like have specific weeks out of a month dedicated to like a, a style of so it's like all right the first week of the yeah the month like like we do our our recap of what's coming out or, or what to look forward to and the last week of the month we'll do like a questions and uh submitted things or a quiz show or something, mm-hmm. something like that you know i like that different different pillars to to base the month around so it's not all just the same episode but that's like a lot of podcasts are just trying to do that i think mm-hmm. because it's hard to have a weekly podcast now. There's so many. True. True. What are you What are you trying to do? What are, What are your plans? Do you have any ideas that um, you want to tease people with? Well, RPG University officially has a TikTok now. Not entirely Ooh. sure what I'm going to do with that. Uh, I'm thinking of doing some some ideas I've had are I don't see. I don't know much about TikTok other than I know it's a popular thing that all the people do now mm-hmm. and it's supposed to get a lot of views or something, but. Mm-hmm. For the kind of tabletop crowd. And I don't know if you can like schedule things like you can like tweets. I don't know if you can schedule things on TikTok. But what I kind of want to do is like a daily quest scenario. Like for like tabletop 
and get interaction that way. It's like your your character surrounded by X amount of goblins in a tight enclosed space. How do you how do you get out of this situation? Or like little things like that, like every day. Yeah, or a, I see some of that kind of stuff on TikTok. Or um, another idea I had for it was to do the the daily grind, as it were, where it would give you an RPG and then tricks or tips on how to grind it in it. In, in the game. Have you consumed any D&D content on TikTok? No. There, there's a lot of fun stuff. Like, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Roll for Sandwich, but there's this guy that... Uh, you should look it up because it's very fun. He has, like, uh, wild magic spell tables, basically, and he rolls, like, a D6 to determine his bread and then a D8 to mm-hmm. determine his protein and then... 2d10 to determine roughage and then he's got like a magic wild magic d20 roll and then a sauce roll and he builds a sandwich and eats it every like three days a week monday wednesday friday <laughs> uh that's funny. love it yeah and like just you get some like really cool good sounding interesting sandwiches and then just absolute monstrosities <laughs> and he'll eat both he'll eat it all and he you watch me the whole thing and it's very satisfying <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, he, he has some good ingredients on there too. Like, uh, like Japanese, like corn paste and stuff to put on the sides of the bread and oh, different stuff that I would not think to put on a sandwich. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I see D and D tips and stuff on TikTok. So there's a lot of people have taken fun ways of like rolling D 20 and stuff and putting mm-hmm. it into TikTok. Oh, interesting. I'm also kind of thinking reverting back to bi-weekly. Sure. And bringing back RPGU live on the off weeks, where it would be a live stream like on a Wednesday night or something, mm-hmm. where I stream the game I had talked about previously. Because I miss live streaming. I really do miss live streaming. And yeah. it can just be exhausting trying to track down or land guests for the show. Yep. On a weekly basis. Yeah. Totally understand. I mean, that was like a, a big thing with me too. Like the, the briefly lived get acquainted interview show. Like I got a few guests, but it's just so hard to nail down people. Um, especially on shorter notice. I think giving yourself an extra week to like figure out a guest for the next thing is not a bad idea. And I like the streaming idea. So I'll we'll see. Kids, uh, kids are streaming to youtube now it's popular people are trying it yeah and it and it's um and like we we mentioned it's like there's so many rpgs coming out next year i'd like to do more um current things um yeah i'd like to do more of like what we did with trails to uh zero where like we both review it and come talk about it too that was really fun yeah Kind of like a, a review discussion slash normal episode kind of thing. That that was yeah. fun. That was a good time. Yeah. Um, it's 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 cool. Like you know, obviously we both have different things that that we're critical of, and it's it's fun. Like when we both have that same pressure to like yeah. come together afterwards and be like, all right, so how was it? <laughs> how was yeah. it for you? Um. So yeah, I think I think maybe. I'm still giving it some thought, but, like, I want to get more voice actors. I would love to get, like, Yuri Lowenthal, voice of Mm. Luke and Ash and stuff from Tales of the Abyss. I'd love to get more of those and more developers 
um, get more of that. I'd love to see you talk to some writers too. Yes. Um, I love talking to Hunter Bond who wrote the Infernax script and Mm -hmm. um, Pat Edwards, who's Pat Edwards, who, who's written a bunch of tabletop things. And um, that was a lot of fun. Rick Hines also with him. That was one of our more recent episodes. Um, Like tabletop writers, and yeah, game writers. I would love to talk to more game writers and people behind behind the stories, behind the RPGs, um, and get their their take on where the industry is or where the genre is, what they'd like to see and stuff. So, yeah, more and more good stuff to come. Yeah, uh, gonna constantly keep evolving. Um, Try and grow just the, the the interaction base too. It's um like we have like right now RPG University is sitting at a four point nine on Apple Podcasts. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Only sixteen reviews and no one has left a review in the year of twenty twenty two. Yeah, the, the year of uh, our Lord. Yeah. yeah, the year of this our Lord twenty twenty two. Um, so just <laughs> gaining building more of a community too um i want to do stuff with our D D party um for mm-hmm. from ip D, get everyone on um i want to i would love that yeah do a i've also thought about doing kind of like what you said where each like one week of the the month would be a certain type of episode i was thinking of i've been thinking of um putting together like a role play episode where it's just me and the guest or a couple of guests role play- playing out a scene, not necessarily super combat, but it would just be a situation or something, but lots of things just rolling around in- inside the head. Yeah. But... Yeah. That's tough. I, I am with you as far as like growing and stuff too. It's, it's figuring out new ways to do that. I feel like TikTok is a nice platform for that too, because people like to talk on that that yeah. platform today we're also i also made a co-host page for myself and rpg university i don't really know much about co-hosts right now but just in the inevitable uh demise of twitter and everyone leaving for somewhere else i've i've at least gotten the um the the names the handles whatever it is whatever they're called on co-hosts i don't remember <laughs> whatever the equivalent for co-host is Probably handle is probably still Handles. relevant. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that that's also a thing <laughs> that happened in the last three years. <sighs> the the slow heat death of all of the United States of America. <laughs> it it's burning so hot right now down to the down to the base. Yeah, absolute B- burnt to the bone, so to <laughs> yeah. speak. Pretty much, pretty much. But, Alex, thank you so much for coming and just kind of having this little fireside chat with me and uh, reflecting yeah. back on the past three years and the years to come. And, God, we have a lot of games to play next year. <laughs> I am, like, really, truly sitting in <laughs> There's this so many like, RPGs. Fuck, dude. I, like, I do want to play these Trails games as well. There's, that's, like, an extra 40 hours just thrown in the middle of there. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 
It's exciting though. It will we also be. didn't. It'll be great. We didn't even mention Cyberpunk 2077. That happened. It, yeah. It both came out and had its its comeback in the last two years. Yeah. Um. So I I mean there's just always stuff. So many more things, and there's probably things where they're coming out next year that we're forgetting. There's just yeah. so many. There's so just many. there's too many to keep track of, and there's probably a bunch that will come out next year that we still have no clue about existing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice little surprises, which yep. are the best. You know it. You know it. But... Yeah, I love I love this reflective stuff. I'm I love the show. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of the show. I'm excited for its future. May the professor RPG for years to come. True, true. But thank you so much again, Alex. Where can people find you online? What do you have cooking? Go ahead and uh fill people in. Uh Alfighter27, that's the word. I'm still on Twitter. I don't know what's going to happen there, but you know, we'll all <laughs> we're all gonna figure it out together. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you I'm, I'm not gonna pay eight dollars to <laughs> Elon Musk for just about anything, but um uh, you can new things coming out probably around the time when this comes out, hopefully, a review discussion, video and audio version with myself and Mr. Jarrett Green talking about Shovel Knight Dig. Ooh. Very good. We we had a great conversation about that. He has like a lot more downwell experience than I do. So it was cool to like talk about the concepts that that, that kind of obviously went into the game and and where it's it's gonna go. Uh, mm-hmm. And what they can do with Shovel Knight, like just conceptually, yeah, because uh, he's so versatile. Um, and also, new episode of IPD and D, good sleuthing episode about to to come out uh, for November, and then a big combat episode coming out for December. Um, and then, yeah, we're gonna sit down and we're we gonna get a, a, a Christmas or holiday special. Ooh. Do, do, does our party idea. have to either save or destroy Christmas or some fantasy holiday? Perhaps. Perhaps fantasy Santa needs saving. That's a good idea. That could be fun. Um, yeah, I, I, timing-wise, it would be like weird if like in the middle of spring, summer, <laughs> you guys had to go save Santa <laughs> or something, but... Um, uh, recording timing wise, maybe maybe we could figure that out. But yeah, those those episodes started coming out in February, so we're we're coming up on one year. Oh of that wow, show being produced <laughs> really is, yeah. Let that sink in. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and uh, those are the two big things I got cooking right now. Got like I mentioned, maybe that was before we started recording. But there's a Helm to Tower stuff. Or uh, youtube.com slash helm to tower. You can get it from our Irrational Passions YouTube as well. Mike and I talking about Destiny stuff. New season of that starting in December. Look forward to it. What's this one? What's, what's the what's the one coming up? Do do you know? We don't know. Yeah, they, they typically announce like what the season is, like the day that it starts. So it's kind of a surprise for everybody. Um, there's some rumors, some theories. We know we're getting a new dungeon. Um and this is going to be the season that's going to lead into the next expansion, Lightfall. So, oh, uh, okay. That one that is coming out on February twenty eighth. So this will lead into that. Um, get the little uh, Christmas uh, seasonal activity in the middle there, and yeah, hopefully uh, some good like dramatic story building to the next big expansion. Lightfall is going to be a big deal. It feels like so. Heck yeah! Exciting. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. 
And thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service. Be the first person to review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever it's called right now for the year of 2022. Be there. Be the first person. You'll get a prize. It's my appreciation. Because I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPG University, or I guess uh, whatever co-host equivalent of tweeting is at RPG University, no underscore on co-host. I don't know much about co-host other than a lot of people are going there. But either way, talk to those accounts with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or you can share your own favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter or co-host at Professor RPG. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Here's to another three years and a hundred some odd episodes. Class dismissed. Mm-hmm.